0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the American Shoreline Podcast. My name is Peter Ravel. I'm the co-host of the show. And this is Tyler Buckingham, the other co-host. Well, we had a great week last week and had a chance to go over to Savannah, Georgia, and attend the Atlantic Intercoastal Waterway Association meeting, the 20th annual meeting And before we left town in Savannah, we had a chance to sit down with the leadership of this fine organization. And first of all, thank you to the leaders of uh, Atlantic Intercoastal Waterway for letting uh, the American Shoreline podcast be part of this great event. Uh, But I want to welcome to the show the outgoing chairman of the board, uh, Paul Barger uh, of AIWA, the incoming chairman of the board, David Kennedy and the executive director of AIWA, Brad Pickle. Gentlemen, welcome to the American Shoreline Podcast.
1: Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Well, we to... really look forward to uh, getting into this and, and kind of doing a show wrap up. What, what, uh, what are we taking away from this year's uh, meeting? But before we do, we will have a quick word from our sponsors. And our first sponsor is
0: Coastal Transplants Incorporated, led by Steve Mercer, a great company in North Carolina. If you have, Dune restoration needs. Steve and his team at Coastal Transplants can help you. They have a full greenhouse. They grow native dune plants, install, do the permitting, turnkey operation. A company that we have worked with over the years. Highly recommend Steve Mercer and Coastal Transplants. Learn more at
1: Coastaltransplants.com. And Peter, our other great sponsor. Uh, on this program today is the dhi group an international company that does everything from engineering project management even software design and software analytics go to dhigroup.com to learn more and go check out their mic software this is their coastal resiliency and flood risk software that they have developed Um, we are thrilled to have them as a sponsor they've been tremendous supporters of coastal news today and aspn Go to dhigroup.com and learn more about them. Well, gentlemen, it has been one hell of a 20th uh, annual meeting. It was absolutely fantastic. Savannah uh, gave us her best. Uh, It was a wonderful time uh, here. I think Peter and I both learned a ton and were so impressed to learn about the waterway, its uses, its economic value, its environmental value, and I think we, we both left wanting to go explore it and uh, experience what it's like to actually travel on it. That's the one thing we haven't yet had the opportunity to do. But Brad, let's start with you. Uh, you, you made it through, uh, it was th- here we are. This is a big landmark meeting for the organization, 20 years. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, having, having made it through the meeting and uh, how did you think it went? You know, I, I really ended it with, the,
2: my overall feeling is gratitude. I think that we are now uh, growing into an organization that we are not only respected by our partners that we work with on a daily basis, but also the stakeholders that haven't necessarily been part of our annual meeting before, or more importantly, uh, are new to our organization. Uh, We were able to bring in people from the Northeast, from the Southeast, all over the Eastern Seaboard to really have a good discussion. And my overall takeaway is that I continue to sense that we have a growing momentum of which we are going to be able to affect change in a positive manner and just a lot of excitement as we head out, even though I'm tired, but a lot of excitement. Well, I gotta say, I I would agree with Tyler. I think uh, an impressive group of people, number
0: one, and number two, what I was uh, taking away is the presence of the Army Corps of Engineers as the main operators of this waterway they were really well represented here. Uh, David Kennedy, you must feel pretty good about that as an organization to have the relationship with the Army Corps of Engineers, the multiple districts along this waterway. It's a big, uh, it's a big piece of infrastructure to keep, to keep in, in, in good condition and manage. Uh, but looking ahead, coming in as the board chairman, David, uh, what do you think uh, is really at the top of the list for the organization going forward nowadays?
3: So I really think it's the opportunity we have to continue to expand those partnerships. As, as Brad mentioned, we've started a new initiative over the last year with, with uh, Paul's leadership to look to join with some of the northern stretches. From the boater perspective, It's all one system, and so that's where I think we really have the chance to go forward and continue to grow and and develop those partnerships. We heard parts of that today, and I think all of us are walking away with a lot of ideas about what we can do going forward.
1: And Paul, uh, our audience uh, got to know you a couple weeks ago, uh, but uh, you're under your stewardship. We got to uh, come to Savannah, your hometown. I thought the meeting was absolutely fantastic, but why don't you tell us how you thought it went? I'm sure it was a ton of work to get everything in line. Uh, how are you feeling?
4: No, I, I feel great and uh, you know, enjoyed being with you a few weeks ago and, and certainly appreciate you traveling down to Savannah and, and sharing what we do and, and uh, you know, the scope, that, the scope that we have. I too am, am proud that, that we are expanding our reach into the, uh, the more northern sections of the East Coast. Um, I was uh, extremely pleased and, and very thankful to uh, Representative uh, Buddy Carter, who is, uh, who's our local congressman for, for his attendance. Um, it was a great turnout. Appreciate the Corps' activity and what they're doing in the state of Georgia. Um, being a Georgia guy, that's really important to me. So,
0: Well, we did have the chance to talk to some of those folks from the northern end of the waterway. Melissa Danko, who I understand is going to be joining the AIWA board. Uh, Melissa is uh, with the Marine Trades Association of New Jersey. She was great to talk to. Uh, And also, we had a really great conversation with Monica Chaston from the Army Corps of Engineers Philadelphia District, who's the waterway manager up there, and Dr. Lenore Tedesco from the Wetlands Institute. This is the New Jersey contingent, the Philadelphia district people. And there is some really innovative work going on up there. And I just wanted to say that, that this idea of expanding, Paul, that you're talking about uh, and, and David, uh, it seems like you're doing, it looks like it's happening. And that's good news for the whole waterway. It's one system. And uh, I got to think getting Congress to think of it as one piece and working together for the waterway sounds like a good future for the American shoreline.
2: Yeah, and I think that's our role. We, we use the tagline, the voice of the waterway, but I really, I think it's more of a unifying voice in that it is gonna take our ability to tie in with these groups up and down the waterway to really come to Congress, come to the Hill. Uh, we do it in March, at least in physically in March, but we're up there all the time with letters and, and emails and different ways of communicating. And I think there's just such a great opportunity that is still growing. And we're looking forward to being part of that effort.
1: Well, I'll tell you, uh, when I came uh, to this meeting, I, I was expecting to learn a lot about the waterway, obviously, uh, where it goes, its economic importance, uh, the various uh, factories and you know commercial heavy ports. I did, by the way, I had no idea just how important the port of Savannah was uh, for trade in this country, uh, the third busiest container port in the nation. Um, but one of the things that completely surprised me and pleasantly surprised me was the uh, kind of um, avant-garde innovation that is happening in the management space. Now, I know that there's a backlog of dredging that needs to be done, and uh, I think we we need to talk about how the organization has been uh, thinking ahead and unifying the, thinking about the waterway as a single piece, as Peter mentioned. I think that's absolutely important when it comes to getting funding from the federal government and even getting uh, states and and local stakeholders to chip in and match because they understand that everyone's uh, putting a little into the pot. But I'm also really impressed with this innovation of using the material from the waterway in an environmentally sound way of uh, placing it on the side of the waterway outside of these contained areas. And I just have to congratulate you guys on putting together a a meeting where – uh, it seems like new techniques are being developed, that new ways of thinking about the material are being developed that will serve the waterway uh, deep into the future. I'll, pu- I'll just turn this over to you, Brad. Uh, have you noticed this change? I mean, here we are, we're 20 years uh, into this organization. Has, uh, tell me about the change here. I mean, this is, seems like really cool. Like we could be doing this 20 years from now, we could be having a conversation saying, hey, you know, we were really onto something back then.
2: Yeah, especially for the southeast. I would definitely think this is uh, new for the southeastern coast. We did continue. We, we invited our partners from the northeast who have been doing this for a while in the Philadelphia district, and, and Monica and Lenore to, to come and brief us and explain to us some of the efforts they've had to tie into our own project here in Jekyll Creek. Uh, and it's, it is growing. Surprisingly enough, though, it's really old techniques that are being brought back around. It, it reminds me of seeing 80s fashion walking down the streets of Savannah when we've been here. Uh, (laughs) Yes, things do come around every 30 years or every 40 years, and this is another example of that, but we've got new people that are in leadership roles in organizations that it's new to them, and that's our role is education and advocacy, and I always want to put education first because if we don't know the value of something or the need for something, you can't advocate for it. We don't need to just be uh, talking off the top of our heads of facts and figures or need we really need to be to dive in and explain to people and bring those experts to the table so they can explain to us i think that did happen uh and
0: and david i think you guys mentioned i think one of the things i uh learned at the conference was that the backlog of waterway maintenance was around 125 million dollars a few years ago and i'm not exactly uh exactly sure brad but Not too far back in time, and you're now down to a backlog level around over five years ago, and now we're down to a backlog of around seventy-five million significant progress that's a 50 million dollar advance in the backlog as you're looking down the, the down the road david and the organization is it possible to get this waterway into its full capacity uh, over the next what five years is that a reasonable expectation
3: well i think that's the challenge and that's what we all need to advocate for and why one of the reasons we have all come together because each of us it's easy to stay within our silos of whatever the you know the the, the port or the Operator, But as, as, we, as this organization came together from 20 years ago and has continued to grow, and, and really we've all of a sudden hit this acceleration over the last five where we are making a difference. And it is by bringing these innovative approaches to it, bringing new, new thinking to it. I mean, you heard talk about in North Carolina where they have an MOU with the state to work on that. You've got different partnerships coming together. So that's where I think we can continue to, to make progress. It is not going to be easy, and we live in a world of constrained resources. We need to make sure that our voice is there at the table and that we continue to, to push forward with that.
1: Couldn't agree more. Now, uh, our audience is, of course, national, and uh, I think we've done a pretty good job over the past uh, goodness, several months, and then certainly at this event of uh, educating them on this waterway and just how important it is and the cool, innovative techniques in terms of managing it uh, from both a policy perspective and also the engineering and and ecology and science and stuff. Um, But our audiences around the American shoreline, there are a lot of organizations that I think are kind of similar. They're, They're trying, they're regionally based, that's a growing trend on the American shoreline. And uh, they don't have the benefit of 20 years of institutional knowledge, and, and you three guys do. I'm gonna start with Paul. Now you're, you're passing the torch off as chairman uh, to Dave. Do you have any advice, uh, not only for Dave, but for our national audience, um, about how to run an organization that is as regionally big as this one? And um, yeah, how, 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 what would you say to our audience about how to, how to make that work? Well, one,
4: one, in one word, um, I think I can answer that, and that's persistence. Um, you know, this organization has been around for 20 years, as, as we've mentioned several times. Um, it's it's had its ups and its downs, and uh, you keep at it, and, and sooner or later, you get the right combination of people, Brad, David Kennedy, and the other members of the board, and, and our partners, um, who are all focused on the same thing. And it just may take some time to, to get everybody together, but um, I think that would be my my advice. Would be persistent, stick to it, um, and uh, and seek your rewards when they come, and uh, keep trying. Uh, Brad, when you first uh, were working uh, on the organization, I think you've been
0: with the organization what five years since two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. Wow. So we're at seven years. This idea of having everyone collectively pull in the same direction and to advocate for investment federal investment in other states that they do not live in and may not work in and may not recreate in Uh, that's a big step forward and the right step for the organization can you share with uh with our listeners a little bit about how that transition went was was there resistance to that idea what did it take to get the community of the waterway to be a community together
2: you know i think the benefit for the organization initially was the fact that it was started by companies that worked or that represented people up and down the waterway. The dredge companies worked all across the American shoreline, all across the waterways within uh, the East Coast, the the Gulf Coast, all across. And in addition to that, we have associations like the one David represents in Boat U.S. that has stakeholders that's across the country. And so there was a uh, natural synergy to say, okay, let's be very parochial when it comes to the specific projects, but not in getting the money. Right. And working together to get the money is going to... It's going to take other people coming together. Uh, our effort, where I think we've expanded in the past seven years, is really working together, not just as an association, but getting our congressional members to start working together, and doing bipartisan delegation letters asking for funding. That's a new piece that we brought on the government affairs piece. Great idea. That I think is uh, it's very unique. I'm not sure of a lot of other associations that uh, are doing that. Uh, that effort that we're trying to focus on right now and we're looking forward to doing that into the northeast more fantastic i mean go, what, what would well, well, what would you add david
3: well, uh, i mean and and i think it's the you know the reason why i as a representative of a national organization am involved in what is a regional thing is that this has been the best place that i have seen to get at these issues and to find the smart people about it so that we can then take that to other places that are going to have different answers or or, different problems but we can we can bring that expertise and that's I mean there is no other organization nationally that is doing this as well with as broad a group and that's where I see the opportunity Uh, in in this group
0: it's a good model and you know there's look we're we're talking here we all understand that the management of this waterway is a federal responsibility principally and with a lot of partnerships and stakeholders and all of that but uh, we, this stuff has to work in the political system in America, up in Congress, up on Capitol Hill. And we're at a time of some, you know, some tension in that. But you come to a meeting like this, and it is, could, could not be less political. This is about the interest of the waterway, the environment, the economy of the waterway, and these are nonpartisan issues. These are bipartisan issues. So, It was great to sit down with Dr. Tedesco from the Wetlands Institute, who is advocating for environmental health, working hand in hand with the Corps. This is the kind of thing that I think you guys are doing and spearheading in a way that is, you know, I see this in, in, in regions of the, you know, parts of Texas or part of the Laguna Madre, but to see a multi-state organization do this as well as you guys are doing it. I, I gotta say, you're, you're setting a, a, a standard here that I think other organizations around the country could look at and go, now how did they do that? Because that's the right formula right there.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's very rewarding. And I, I think you know one of the ways that we can show it is the people that show up at these meetings know that it's just as important to go to that coffee break and really dive into a discussion or at the reception as it is sitting and hearing another presentation. And that's the reason why we try to make it a very focused time when we're together, not a multi-day with multi-sessions where you can go learn you know, a, a mile wide and an inch deep. We really try to dive into issues and give yeah, people a handhold. I'm voting for that. I love that everybody's in the same room hearing the same presentations.
0: As much as I like ASBPA, the breadth of the conference is stunning, but... You, can, you get about 10% because there are so many things going on at one time and you don't come away with a shared understanding of where things are. The way you guys do this meeting is a little bit like FSBPA does theirs. Everybody's listening to the same information and sort of coming to an understanding together. Another, I think, works really well at an organization of this size. I just, that I'll just say as as a person who covers conferences, I like that i think it works great uh well i, I gotta say uh we want to um uh thank you guys for letting us be part of it um it's been one of the best conferences i've gone to in terms of the substance i absolutely say it. I, I think we uh, it opened my eyes several times and went wow that's interesting and i didn't know that i had that experience a lot so i want to thank you guys for letting coastal news today and asp and be part of it and closing thoughts uh, to the outgoing
4: chairman uh <laughs> Paul Berger, what do you hey? You know this this uh, being involved with this organization has really been special. Um, You know, not just from a uh, you know a a chairperson standpoint, but you know just just really true involvement. Um, I've seen changes in the seven or so years that I've been involved with the organization. Um, I've seen changes in my home state of Georgia. Um, I think, uh, you know, as as you've mentioned a couple of times, there is national importance to what we're doing Um, and uh, and that's rewarding. And uh, I think uh, to uh, just second Brad's comment about momentum, I see that momentum working in our favor and I see it moving forward. It's exciting.
0: Great. Uh, David, final thoughts from you. The sure. New chairman of the AIW board.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, I you know, I, I have my role for Boat US and and advocating for boaters, but I also really am looking forward to the chance to to join in partnerships with companies like Colonial Terminals and and all the other companies, and I recognize the value that they bring and that they're committed to to doing this work, and I and I really understand that that's a important. Thing that they are doing and that they're putting their resources to that and i, I, I just such a great opportunity and so much appreciate the, the chance to provide some leadership and uh and uh work with brad and everything that he does for us uh, moving forward
0: yeah i love that part about it we didn't mention that but i i want to do highlight that uh it catches my attention that the recreational boating community is at the table with the commercial operators on the same waterway there have been times in America where those two groups have been in conflict. And so again, you know, Brad, final word from you, but bringing these people together to work together for the interests of the waterway, good stuff.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna steal the P letter from Paul that he used earlier with persistence and say partnerships. Partnerships are the reason why we are being successful and partnerships are the reason why we're gonna continue to grow. And we know that and we wanna be good partners. We wanna give the federal agencies and Congress reasons to say yes. And, and I think we're heading that way. Well, ladies and
0: gentlemen, from Savannah, Georgia, the beautiful city of Savannah. Wow, what a great place! Uh, the American, I mean, the Atlantic Intracoastal Waterway Association twentieth annual meeting. Congratulations, first of all, on two decades, and and uh, thank you very much for the work you're doing on the Atlantic seaboard for all of the folks who enjoy this great waterway and this uh, fantastic resource. Thank you very much for being on the American Shoreline Podcast
2: i blues Singing while i